Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. New theme Thursday right here on Ball Don't Lie. Right here, uh, we try our best to guess what the new theme of the day is. The idea you narrate Patrick Davis plays songs, selections that are supposed to give us clues and hints as to what the new uh, theme of New Theme Thursday is. And, oh man, I got to tell you, I got nothing. Harge, go ahead. Well, it seems that King is involved in a, all of these songs at some point. So is it Martin Luther King? Is it Martin Luther King? Well, it's not Martin Luther King and Jesse Tyler, but we had Martin Luther King Day on Monday. Right. We had the Kings of Comedy on Wednesday. I thought, why not keep the Kings going for there another day? All right. Okay. All these songs all right. have, okay. King, have in. King in them. All right. The first okay. song was called Sun King from the Beatles. Ah, okay. Uh, okay. There you go. That's nice. I like that. Okay. I like it, too. So the King thing. King. It's the King thing. Yeah. All right. There you go. Well, well done. Uh, Do we have some Kings that will be on 512 Friday? I'm sure you're going to find the King East Side King. Kings. Yeah. There's some East Side Kings. See, Hard, you were, you were right. You were in the area I was code. In the, yeah, I was. You, you, you were right. You were in the area code. You'd you ride, you'd ride around. You were sniffing around. I it. was hovering. You were sniffing around. <laughs> I it. was yeah. hovering. Uh, all right. Uh, so the King theme for a new theme Thursday. Uh, you can be a part of the show. 512 337 3776. That's the number to the Specs text line. You also can hit us up via Twitter. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. My man Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis, the idealionaire, it's Patrick Davis. Uh, there's so many NFL topics, guys, that they're out there. Uh, we can go rapid fire because I know there are a couple of uh, topics that you guys want to hit. Um, let's start with the Greg Roman move because I think that will lead us to the Lamar Jackson conversation. And then that's the conversation I think that's that's worth having because it has been you know one of the hot topics in the NFL even during the NFL playoffs uh, with the Ravens out and with Lamar Jackson not playing be a lot of discussion about the future of Lamar Jackson we've talked about it a couple of times on this show uh, but this is a story from Ian Rappaport the Ravens and the offensive coordinator Greg Roman are parting ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Greg Roman, which runs that system that he, he he is famous for. It is his calling card. Uh, he ran the same system when he was with the 49ers with Colin Kaepernick, um, ran the same system with Lamar Jackson. It is a great system for a specific skill set. Uh, but now the Ravens are moving on from the Greg Roman and from that system, which begs the question, what does this mean for their future with Lamar Jackson? <sighs> It's an interesting take, right? So you you change it. Lamar's been going through the injuries. But you said it when he was with San Francisco. Because he was with San Francisco, Greg Roman. He used that same offense with Kaepernick, though, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it looks like he is trying to – He's the only way he can be successful with that offense is with a mobile running quarterback. And this is something that I'm looking at and saying, that's that's not going to be good for for what – Lamar Jackson is trying to become. It's almost like the Russell Wilson effect. Remember, Russ stopped running, and his game totally changed. Lamar was trying to make everybody understand, I can throw from the pocket, I can throw from the pocket, but he never really had the time to throw from the pocket because Mm -hmm. he was always running. Now, the biggest question is, how is Lamar going to react with his guy being gone? Because Lamar 
really hadn't been under a diff, under another offensive coordinator. So the biggest question is, what's going to happen for Lamar moving forward? Um, well, first of all, they got to get the contract or at least his status sure. settled, whether yeah. that's a franchise tag or whether they're actually going to sign him to an extension or they're going to fran- you know, sign and trade. If they franchise him, I'm not coming back. Franchise, I mean, they... Well, if you franchise me, I'm not coming back. And I always said, yeah, and this is the thing about fran- the franchise tag. You can franchise a player and then still sign an extension while Afterward, you have the right. franchise tag, but there has to be a an understanding between you and the player because you're right. A lot of players, they get offended. Yep. Um, my comparison, my, uh, my analogy is always it's like dating a woman for five, six years, which I dated a woman for longer than that, um, and then after all that dating, giving her a promise ring and saying – you know I love you, girl. Yeah. Um, it can be a diamond promise ring and be a really nice one from Diamonds Direct. That's not what she wants. She wants that <laughs> diamond. She wants the the ring. She wants the world and everything in it. She wants the commitment behind it and the promise behind it. And that essentially is what the franchise tag represents. Yes, you get paid a lot of money for that one year, but there is no investment and there is no commitment from the team. And that's ultimately why the players who have been playing for that franchise, giving their heart, soul, blood, tears for four or five years with that team, depending on what they did, fifth-year option, franchise tag, whatever, decide, you know what, like you just said, Harch, I'm not playing for this team again. I'm not. After everything I did, this yes. is, y'all going to treat me with a franchise tag? MVP. You going to give me a promise ring? MVP. Yeah. And this is how you gonna treat me? Don't give that woman that promise ring. No. Just keep just in that case, just don't give just her don't anything. Don't even talk about it. Don't give her anything. Yeah, exactly. don't give her anything. Don't, before you give the promise ring, don't trust me. Don't give her anything. Yep. I never gave a promise ring, but I was smart enough to know not to do that. Because yeah. like Hara, she might have been like, I'm done with you. Yeah. You are sorry. What? You, what, what you mean? Exactly. You said you wanted to be together. Because <laughs> what does the what does the promise ring represent? It's you not Hold being considerate of what her feelings are. Correct. And what she wants. I'm holding it down for you. You worried about yourself. Exactly. You gave that promise ring. All right, girl, here. Just stick around for a just little take bit. Take the damn I mean, ring. I come got, on. You, I know this is yours. I, here. Yeah. Damn. Been bugging me about this the whole time. Gave it well, the here you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's how Baltimore is right now. Baltimore's looking at them like, hey, man, we got your back. We got. Do you? Do you? Because you could have nullified all this conversation that people were having about me not being on the road trip, not being at the game. You could have had my back and said, Lamar is hurt. But you never went out there and said that. You never you never publicly had my back. So what trust do I have in you that you're going to give me? I will say this, and I was talking to somebody about this not too long ago. If Ozzie Newsom was still there, that deal would have been done. I have no doubt in my mind. If Ozzie Newsom would have still been there for Baltimore, that deal would have been done because Ozzie was the one who put his neck out for Lamar, and he ended up being an MVP in the league. I, I have no doubt that that would have been done. Great point. I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, especially if you're talking about Lamar Jackson being his own agent, a relationship is a huge is factor a, yep. into this. Yep. That Yeah, I could, I could definitely believe in that. I mean, for me, it comes down to I think this might just be the Ravens kind of hedging bets. That they can now go to Lamar if they do franchise tag him, could say, well, you get to help pick out your guy, and then you'll get an OC, and, well, we're doing this, so we're doing this for you, so you can come back and play now. Because, look, we're, we went out and got you a guy you wanted to, you wanted to get, and now we come back and play for us another year, and then we'll, we'll worry about that contract later. I could sure. see that and then hedge their bets of, well, if he's gone, we get, an, we get a guy that wants to throw the ball anyway.
that can run a different offense, right. that can attract, or and, that, that's more suitable, compatible with other and, skill sets. And this is the one, and I think this is the most, if I'm hiring an offensive coordinator this year, I'm not, I don't really care about talking to many people until I talk to one guy, it's Eric Bieniemy. And it's Eric Bieniemy has last two years signed one-year deals with the Kansas City Chiefs, so he can actually make a lateral move. He can. It's once he's once the season's over, he's off his contract. He can go interview wherever he wants to. If he thinks, hey man, I'm not getting calls for head coaching gigs, I think he's got the Colts. Maybe I think one team reached out to him so far this cycle, but not as many as his name's slowly falling further and further away from it. And he used to be the hot name. But he's somebody that if you say, look at what he did with Patrick Mahomes, look at what he's done there, even though we people are believing it's not him and it's Andy Reid, you still say, what if we bring him in? If we bring him into Baltimore, all of a sudden, you tell me receivers don't want to go play for Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. That's a good point. And yep. that he's a, he's an Andy Reid guy, John Harbaugh. I mean, John Harbaugh yeah. is an Andy Reid guy from Andy Reid coaching training. So I, I could connection. see that making it a little bit of a change where Lamar Jackson might be more inclined to play for an Eric Bieniemy to say, hey, man, he made Patrick Mahomes an MVP. He makes him a prolific passer. Maybe he can make my passing game more where I still can run the ball, but I don't have to be that guy. I could see that. I also like Eric Bieniemy and the Chargers just because I think they could put up prolific numbers. But if I'm Baltimore, that's somebody that I definitely want to talk to because I think that makes a lot of things a little bit easier of the hurdles you've had with Greg Roman at OC. Yeah, I don't disagree with your point about Eric Bieniemy. I've said it for the last couple of years. He has to leave the side of Andy Reid. He has to get away from Andy Reid. Andy Reid at this point is it's it's, it's obviously a great um, data point on his resume that he was been Andy Reid this long, but now it's starting to have the inverse effect. It's hurting him. He's basically in the, the coaching friend zone. Everybody keeps bringing his name up when there's an opening, but nobody believes he's ever getting the job. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody. No, everybody knows this point. He's not getting that job. It's like, no, he's not getting that job. He's just going to get an interview, but he's not getting the job. Yep. And he's basically become kind of a, a, a Rooney rule fail safe for teams. And he's got to get the hell away from Andy Reid, man. He has to. He has to. It's the only way he's going to ever be able to be considered for a head coaching job. Because right now, even though Andy Reid himself has said he calls plays, he's never going to get credit for it. Nobody him. believes him. Nobody believes him. Nobody believes him. Nobody believes him. Yeah. yeah. He's got to get away from him. That's why I say. If you go to the, the Los Angeles Chargers, who just fired uh, uh, the NFL Films kid. Oh, uh, Lombardi. 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 Hey, man. That's a legacy in the league. <laughs> no, but if you get if you get Lombardi, like if you get in there and he goes there and makes that a prolific offense, they make a playoff run, then everybody now looks at Eric Bieniemy differently because they know Brandon Staley had absolutely nothing to do with that, right? Yeah. So he gets a look of like, that's oh, true. no, this is a great offensive mind. I agree and if that. he goes to the Ravens and he takes an offense that's doing okay but then brings Lamar Jackson back to NFL prominence, keeps him healthy for a season – Gets them wide receiver. They go, well, look what he just did with this team that was good, getting him over the yep, hump. Yep. I think both of those are options he'd go to and in one season make himself back to a very desirable head coaching uh, candidate. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh, he, I think he's got to do something. That's interesting. I don't know what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, but um, there are uh, events unfolding uh, that may very well have an effect on his decision, whatever that's going to be, or even their decision, uh, whatever that's going to be as it relates to Lamar Jackson. Speaking of quarterbacks, let's stay with that because there's a rumor that is circulating about Trey Lance already, and 49ers fans are all over this thing. Since Ron Carthen got the GM job mm-hmm. with the Tennessee Titans, who was an executive with the 49ers, 
on once again going back to social media on social media on Instagram, Trey Lance uh, posted three crossed fingers emojis <laughs> on a story about Ron Carthen getting the GM job with the Tennessee Titans. And now there are a lot of people that believe this is some type of clue or hint that the Tennessee Titans who need a future quarterback. They need a future franchise quarterback. Um, what do you Tan- mean about Malik Willis? Malik Willis ain't working out <laughs> for him, exactly. And it doesn't look like Tannehill is going to be the answer for them, even though they got a lot of money invested in them. Uh, there's a belief, just a rumor mill, that one of the big moves or the first big move he's going to pull when he gets there is he is going to pull out uh, his contact list, call up John Lynch, and try to arrange a trade for Trey Lance and you know that the 49ers will be willing to listen because it looks like they got a bit of a conundrum as to yep. what they're going to do because Brock Purdy may very well lead this team to a Super Bowl I know you hope that's not the case Cowboys fans but if he does you're right you're, and they've already pretty much stated several reports that he's the starting quarterback right now even though Jimmy G is starting to get healthy that no this is not a competition it is Brock Purdy's job so let me ask you this so I mean I know it's a week-to-week league and it seems to be a minute-to-minute league nowadays. With the changes that happened, they gave up a bunch of picks to get him, they which is why they three can Three first-rounders and a third. That's why they're probably trying to get some of that back. They're trying to recoup a little bit of that. But at the end of the day, you went from this is our guy, this is going to be our guy, to Brock Purdy got hot for a minute. But we all know that in the NFL, once people get tape on you, of mm-hmm. you, what is this now? Week seven Six, for it'll be his seventh game. Seventh seven game. Yeah, going into next year, there's not going to be a surprise. Brock Purdy's not going to shock anybody. We could say the same thing for Trey Lance. I thought them trading to get Trey Lance was a far reach because the guy didn't have a lot of tape himself. And but but you said it. He he's what did you say? He's uh, Shano's like the. He loves the reclamation project, the ugly just, girl in the room he, he, or, no, or he, ugly he, guy he's in the room. Like, he's like that, that friend you have that is attracted to, to bad, bad men. Like yeah. she's just guys who are just a-holes and D-backs. They're just not good Or terrible her. girls. Terrible girls, yeah, whatever yeah, it may yeah, be. Yeah. He's got, I think he's got a bad picker when it comes to quarterbacks. I yeah. do. I think, and I think it's just something you can rectify. You can, it's not just a flaw. It's just a, a blind spot. But I think he's got a bad picker when it comes to QBs. And now we're sitting here saying, <laughs> but he makes this him look guy, good. He yes. makes him look good though. Now you're sitting here saying, oh, I'm already done with this guy. I'm, I'm already done with this guy. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. Let's get some of these picks back. I'm gonna ride with my man Brock Purdy. I think he's earned it mm-hmm. throughout this time. So let's do that. And it's it's amazing to me how quick we get off of somebody. The same thing with Malik Willis. Malik Willis, you you thought that was your guy. You went up, you drafted him high. Everything looked to be promising. He needs to sit out. He needs to develop. Uh, let Tannehill go and do his thing for a little while, and we'll develop this guy, get him up to speed. Well, Tannehill gets hurt. He has to go out there and play. And then we're like, oh, no, he's not ready for the speed of this game. Mm-mm. Now, all of a sudden, let's go trade and go get Trey Lance, who pretty much can be the exact same Malik Willis. Um, a lot of people are saying that he's pretty much, and I don't disagree with this, a Steve, a Steve McNair starter kit. Steve McNair starter kit. That he's got but a lot of the raw tools to be a kind of a Steve McNair starter Steve kit. Steve was dope. 
when I he know. came out. I don't disagree with that. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't have that. that, that, no, that no, I, I, I don't disagree with that. I'm just telling you it's comparisons <laughs> that have been thrown out there about yeah. it from, from Tennessee Titans but, fans because they're the ones who are hoping this trade is made. And yeah. then, I mean, if you look at it from the 49ers, you talked about this before, Rod, that quarterback scouting and guessing who's going to be good in the NFL – is really hit or miss. Yeah, there's so no I, like the whole thing of Mister Relevant. Eight weeks in, you're like, can Mister Relevant do it? And you're like, it's a fun story, but we can stop pretending that everyone just kind of missed on that one. There's a lot mm-hmm. of teams that wish they had, had could have a do over and take him in the seventh round before the last pick. Yeah. So we know, all right, that's it, and we know that Trey Lance probably they wish they hadn't traded everything for him, even though they would think he's good. We probably wouldn't have gone full all in if we knew it was going to take this many years to develop him, yeah. and he wasn't still going to be ready. That all being said, we can wipe it clean, and Tennessee doesn't know what they're doing. They don't necessarily have the people to evaluate new people. So if they go and make a trade, and if you're the 49ers and go, we have Brock Purdy on a four-year, $3.7 million contract. Mm -hmm. So our window for signing new guys before we have to pay Brock Purdy, and we'll give him a state. Like, if he wins well in two years, he's getting an extension because he's just going to sit out and go, yeah, "Yeah, I'll I'll miss out on the two mil. But... (laughs) Yeah. Like to have that window just f- fly wide open of we not got to pay Trey Lance we get rid of him we have Brock Purdy we don't have Jimmy G we can pay all these guys in our defense and all our weapons and make sure we keep McCaffrey and we just pay Debo and we'll just build up this team and try and go in three in a row and then worry about paying Purdy. He's got to win it though. For me to have that type of confidence oh, no, no, I to get go it. all in on Purdy, he'd have to yeah. win it all. I, but I don't if, they, think have... if they even come short of it by the NFC title game, I can't go all in on Purdy just because I, I agree with Harsh to extent. Once the film is out, there could be a regression to the mean. I don't know how how hard that regression is going to be. So I, I and he's, if he wins it all, I'm with you. Now, you just go, but what you if, go all in. What if they lose because they allow 50 points to the Cowboys? Still, my, like my, they lose but, 45 to 50. But my point is you got to the NFC title game with Jimmy G. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the whole point is if Purdy gets you over the top, you okay. go all in. He ain't getting you yeah. to the NFC title game. He did that already. Yeah. you already been there with a guy. You, but, you're, but you don't you have to I mean? go all in. I mean, you're just trading away Trey Lance and getting recuperating that, because yeah. you don't necessarily think he's but, the guy either. That would be, and since going on, because you would lose your insurance policy. You have to go get another insurance yeah, yeah. policy. And I don't know which one you want yeah. to go yeah. get Jimmy G. I guess you could resign Jimmy G if you want to. And you could go draft somebody else with one of the picks you get from the Titans. You could do that too. But then, like we said, a quarterback evaluation in exact yeah, signs. You could draft a guy in the second round, end up being a bust until, yep. I don't know, like Geno Smith, five, six, seven <laughs> years later, right, yep, and end right. up having his best yep, year. Right. Nobody knows what the hell they're doing when it comes to QBs. Nobody. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. So, that, to that point, you should do exactly what you are theorizing, but you also can have some, you know, you can have some pause about that as well. Yeah, and you can, you can just uh, drop, you can go ahead and trade during uh, Trey Lance. Put Brock Purdy back and go sign Tom Brady for a year. You could do that too. <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah. you really like I, honestly, I don't hate on anybody's quarterback uh, decisions anymore because I know that everybody's pretty much throwing blank at the blank the wall and seeing if it sticks when yeah, it comes yeah, to QB. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody and everybody's trying to fake like they actually know. And some guys have a little bit more uh, acumen or a better evaluation process, but it's still pretty much an inexact science, guys. Come on now, yeah. look at the look at the goat. Look at hell. You know, Daniel Jones was a walk on at Duke. Yeah. A walk-on. Yeah. And, and, and everybody thought he was a bust until Brian Dayball comes in and turns him into a good quarterback. Like, guys, nobody knows. David Cutcliffe got him first. That's a walk-on. And then he created him. Like, yeah. a, yeah. Nobody missed him. Everybody yeah. missed him. He had to walk on to Duke because Duke wasn't even after him. They were like, uh, you can walk on. <laughs> we'll see what you got. I mean, that's I'm just saying Josh Allen, right? Yep. Nobody wanted to give him a scholarship. Wyoming, the only one that offered. Yep. So he went. 
they don't nobody really knows. Yikes. And everybody thought Josh Allen was going to be a bust. And honestly, everything pointed to bust for Josh Allen until Brian Dabble did the damn thing. Yeah, well, you mean? Yep, that's Brian true. Dabble. Yeah, he's got both of them. He's got both. He's he getting credit. Both he's getting credit for both of their success right. stories because right now there's that's a right. little bit of a regression. In terms of uh, the recklessness that Josh Allen plays Stability with. Stability at yeah. the quarterback position exactly. because he doesn't take care of the football. And then you turn yeah. Daniel Jones, exactly. a high-risk quarterback, into a low-risk, high-reward one. A lot of people loving Brian Dayboy yep. right now, man. Yep. Give him a lot of props that, for that, quarterback yeah. resurrection stories. That's a great That's a great Ooh, get right there. That's a good nugget right great there. Great get. Uh, okay, yeah. uh, let's, go, let's get to a hard We'll get back to NFL news notes and nuggets. There's some Aaron Rodgers rumors out there we got to get to. Uh, we'll get to the Texans coaching search and the coaching carousel i promise you and also oh good story coming up we got to get to this too guys they're going to be record-breaking contract extension signed this offseason for wide receiver justin jefferson broke all the records for any receiver through the first three years of their career in nfl history and for joe freaking burrow joe burrow is the one i mean i'm cool with the justin jefferson because he deserves it and what he became that Joe Burrow one is going to be Ooh. ridiculous. If it ain't if it ain't fully from guaranteed, a cheap company, I mean from a cheap team too. That's true. And but if it ain't fully guaranteed, like Deshaun Watson's deal, then we just got to crown David Mulligetta yeah. at this point. I mean, come on, man. If Joe Remember, Burrow they turned it back on him. It ain't happening, right? It ain't happening. Right? No, nothing to see and here. You're right. He's trying to get it from one of the cheapest owners in the NFL. The cheapest owner in the work? NFL. That's scary. Uh, yeah, if you're is. a Bengals fan, this is a little scary. <laughs> yeah, Carson Palmer retired to get away from exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> a cheap billionaire. It is prime. Yeah. And there are a lot of cheap billionaires. I would say the sport with the most cheap billionaires has got to be baseball. Very true. The cheapest billionaires. Well, in you know, that's guaranteed, too. Exactly. That's why they're so cheap. They're that's like, why they cheap. They're like, man, we are not giving this dude guaranteed money, man. So I, it, he's a cheap billionaire, and that's why baseball, you'll get, you know, superstars that yep. are leaving teams as quickly as possible because they want to get away, from, get away from cheap billionaires. Gotta go. That's right. Cheap billionaire can be dangerous to a fan go And they go and disappear for the LA, uh, the Anaheim Angels. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> they go yeah. and disappear. Great boy. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about that. I think that's a really interesting story coming up in the offseason for the NFL. So we'll get to that coming up in the 6 o'clock hour of Harsh Knock Live coming up. What you got for the people? We're going to talk about the transfer portal and how NIL and the transfer portal are now one and one. But sometimes a lot of guys go over in that transfer portal. Oh, yeah. It Give it, then it take it away. No doubt. We'll come back. We'll talk about the transfer portal and uh, all the uh, the elements that come along with it. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of your own speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to the 
What is this? The movie theme Thursday. New That's theme a, the, Thursday. New baby. theme Thursday. Mm-hmm. I wrote it down. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> new theme Thursday edition of Bald Online. We're talking about kings. Yeah, We're dealing right, with baby. the kings. The king of the road, king of the hill, and the king of rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is none higher. Uh, <laughs> but you can follow me on Twitter at Hardball Hard. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. And you can follow the man behind the glass that is in charge of all our themes throughout the week at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. Hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And as we know, the transfer portal closed as of yesterday, which is why all the information was coming coming out about A.D. Mitchell and the fact that people believe that Texas is the leader in the clubhouse to uh, receive his services at the wide receiver position. But there's so many things that have happened throughout the time since the transfer portal and NIL started. Since 2018, the transfer portal has giveth and it taketh away. We've all been a part of it. It's been fascinating to watch all the changes that have happened with the transfer portal and, of course, NIL. It's changed the landscape of the NCAA as we know it. We've seen the numbers skyrocket, and we've seen people go out and crash and burn throughout this this process. And I was interviewing a prospective uh, employee yesterday. And it was funny because she had mentioned, you know, the reason why people change jobs is because they always think the grass is greener on the other side. Yep. And, and you know, it, was, it, it, it took me back to when I first started getting into this industry and people going from this station to that station, moving to different markets and doing different things. Some of it's been great. You know, some people make great decisions, but then you always see – other people say, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I should have been at this. Mm-hmm. I've been at that. And that's kind of what she was saying to us yesterday during the interview. But I found it kind of interesting because we can look at it the same way in the transfer portal. Yep. And you start looking at these numbers. In, 20, in, in 2020, 10.6% of the FBS starters were transfers. 10.6. Mm-hmm. Well, in 2022... It almost doubled. It was 20.9% of the people that have transferred from school to school have uh, made that jump. And you're still trying to figure out why, how, what does this mean? What does this do to the game? How is this going to change? And there's no loyalty anymore. There's no, I give you my word, I'm coming to this university. Mm -hmm. It's the same for coaches. Coaches are going to jump and go and do what they need to do, exactly. and there's no repercussions. And that's why I was definitely happy when the NCAA said, hey, if this kid wants to transfer, they can be uh, eligible mm-hmm. immediately. But then as you start to really dive into some of the numbers and you start looking at what, what has changed so much, you go and look at what o- Oklahoma went through. Yep, Lincoln Riley gutted them. I mean, he took all the players, players jumped in there, and most importantly, he took a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback away from them. And you know as well as I do, the quarterback position is the most important position on the team. If you have a good quarterback, you're going to be in the mix for whatever division you're in, whatever uh, Mm -hmm. uh, conference you're in, you're going to have a chance to go there. Nearly 30% of Oklahoma's starting um, production was taken from the transfer portal. 30% of it was gone. And that is why, you know, Brent Venables tried to piece it together and make some adjustments. And people are like, why are you talking about Oklahoma? Why are you talking about Oklahoma? 
Well, I'm just giving you an example because it's close to home. Mm-hmm. Well, then you look at what Georgia did. They're the two-time defending national champion, but only 98% of, percent of their starting productions were players that they recruited. They didn't have to go out and lose players. They didn't have to go out and get more players. You know why? They recruited well. They had depth. Homegrown. They had all that homegrown talent, which is why you start to look around and see what's next for some of these kids. More than 2,500 players have entered the portal since it opened on de- December the 5th. That's nuts. Think about that number. That's wild. Dude. And how huge it is. And then you start thinking about all the schools that are out there. The, if you go in Power 5, it's rare that you would be able to go from one Power 5 to the next Power 5. You have to be a four- to five-star athlete that is going to get that. And you probably were a player that had playing time mm-hmm. on the field not one that was sitting on the bench trying to figure out what's next for you. Yep. So uh, we were talking about this the other day, Rob, when we were talking about Ovia Gofu. He's one of those kids that went from Notre Dame to the University of Texas to now to LSU. Uh, Daniels, JT Daniels, he's another one that went from th- – that's been at three power – now four – He's been at four Power That's 5 crazy. schools and is going to get an opportunity to play at that highest level. But then you also have to go and look at what happened today when we saw that um, Spencer Sanders, former quarterback at Oklahoma State, who is on his 27th year in college, <laughs> is now getting an opportunity to go to Oklahoma. I mean, to um, Ole Miss and getting a chance to play for Lane Kiffin. The interesting part about it to me, though, is how do you start ranking all of these teams and what they've been able to do? We, we're talking about this wide receiver, A.D. Mitchell, having a possible you know, move to the University of Texas, and a lot of people want to believe that it's because of NIL opportunities. Yep. You know, We can talk, uh, he's from Dallas, he's from Houston, he's from Missouri, Missouri City, we got a family in this city, got family in that city, but the fact remains everybody believes – it's a financial move for this young man. Mm-hmm. Well, another story that came out today in a financial move as well was the story of the quarterback that was at Florida, the NIL I deal. Saw that story. Yeah. And you start to sit here and you think, and his name is, uh, excuse me, I got it right here. Crazy stuff. Jaden Rashada. Yeah. Graden Rashada. And so what he was talking about, he was a $13 million recruit where the the collectives, as we've all known and, and heard about throughout this time, they were saying that he was supposed to be the guy that they were supposed to give $13 million to mm. throughout his recruitment. And That's it's a- like, how do you even make that happen? How do you even come up with that number exactly. to where it's like, oh, yeah, you come here, we're going to get you all this, we're going to pay you all this. But why? Mm-hmm. Why? Why would you – Put yourself out there in that situation. I understand it's the haves and the have-nots. I totally get it. It's what are you going to make for the university? Is this kid going to be your savior? Not necessarily. There's so many different things. And I'm not knocking the kid. If that's what the offer is, then I I look at you kind of crazy and say, bro, you should have got that and been able to do that, and I'm not mad at you for that. But now – 
because the money didn't hit correctly, he's asked for his release out of his scholarship. So what does that look like for the kid? Now he's got big arm talent. He may be one of the most talented quarterbacks on the market. And and we just talked about it. If you don't have a quarterback, Mm -hmm. what chances do you have of being competitive? So now you have this opportunity and it says, okay, I'm going to go out and get this kid. Now, what if that money's not right at the next spot? What if that? What does that look like for you as a recruit? What does that look like as you, as your family, when you're going through this? Is this somebody that we could trust throughout this process? This game has changed so much that it's not even about what's happening on the field anymore. And we can use the example of what we, the rumors. I'm not going to say this was true. But we go back and look at the rumors of what was going on with X-Men. Yep. There's rumors. I need this. I need that. We don't know that for sure. But when the man scrubs everything off of his social media and you start paying attention to that, and you mentioned it earlier, you know, you talked about the wide receiver following Quinn yours. I mean, you can see some of the writings on the wall, but is that something that you want to deal with every single day? Every moment, if a kid is upset about something that was said at practice, if the kid was upset about something that did that happened mm-hmm. at practice, what if it was just walking across campus and something happened? Hey. It, or is that where we are in, in athletics today? And I go back to the fact that when this came out, although I'm glad that the kids have the opportunity to move around and do what they need to do because of coaches leaving or bad situation, it's created a monster when you start to look at the finances of it all. Again, not knocking it. The NCAA dropped the ball at the very beginning of it. But it seems like every single day these college coaches, um, uh, recruiters, and everybody that's now involved in this situation, it is a 24-7 occupation that where oh, yeah. before it was not this serious. I mean, it was always serious. And there were things that were happening that we all know that were happening before. Mm -hmm. But now that it's open market and open game and it's free market, I'm all for the free market. But the NCAA dropped the ball at this point because now people are scrambling every single day trying to figure out how do we keep this person happy when it used to be about are we going to win ball games? No, I mean, you have to hire basically an entire new department now just devoted to the transfer portal to recruit it, number one, but also <clears throat> you to make sure to, your guys aren't in it. Yeah, to make sure that you are re recruiting your players who are thinking about going into the transfer portal. At least you're keeping track of the guys who are going into the transfer portal. So you're essentially hiring a personnel. Like yeah, brand new personnel department. Just about yep. transfer portal stuff. Because it's, to me, right at this point, I think it's such a big part of the college football equation. You can't ignore it. Yeah. And like you said, it's it's inextricably linked to NIL. Yeah, no doubt about it, especially when you hear about this guy who $13.1 million were part of his recruitment, Mm -hmm. and the money didn't show up. So he's asking for his release out of it, and now he's going to bounce to another school with the possibility of the same amount of money, same Mm -hmm. type of situation, but who's able to do that? Who's able and and it doesn't mean he's going to stay for all four years. Nope, doesn't mean that at all. So he can move again yeah. right after that. Yep. 
Exactly right. It it it, it is a wild wild time in in college athletics and. These coaches, these staffs, these universities, these collectives. I mean, we've talked to the people at the Texas Fund, Texas One Fund, mm-hmm. and we get it. We understand it, but it's still such a difficult task to manage all of this. Yep. And especially if something was promised to a kid, and nowadays these kids hold you to your promises. Oh, yeah. And, and now, then they will burn off on you. I was about to say, but now, <laughs> yeah, now they actually have means. Yes. Uh, and they do have a way to, you know, see if what their market value is. That's via the transfer portal. Yep. And yeah, they can go see if the grass is greener. Yep. Sometimes it is. Sometimes, sometimes it it's ain't. not. Yeah. And then we've <laughs> talked about numerous kids that have entered the transfer portal from different schools, University of Texas included, where some of them don't even find a home and it's not at the same level. So mm-hmm. you can't go from a power five or a big big market and then go to a smaller school to where you believe, Hey man, I think I can do it. Well, the money's not going to be the same at a smaller school from where you just left a big prime time school. Yeah. It's a totally different market. So your opportunities, because not only are you trying to go there, they're also looking at another player that is your equal or maybe even better to try to come there as well. So Mm -hmm. now you're still competing against the money market. Yep. Totally agree. So it's going to be interesting to watch, and I'm definitely going to be paying more attention to this kid, especially uh, Jaden Rashada, who's a quarterback who was committed to Florida. It looked like it was the right thing, but now he's like, nah, let me out of my, my, my scholarship because this isn't working for me. Well, because and, and we don't and his know. Dad played, his dad played at uh, Arizona State before. Yeah, we don't know these numbers that are thrown out there. We have no idea where they're coming from. Right. If the agents are representatives, representatives. they're the ones throwing it out there. If the boosters and the donors are telling the players this or the collectives or the directives or they're the ones putting it out there, we have no idea where the the numbers are coming from. And I believe the perception is reality here. And even if the numbers aren't actually real, like 13 million, say it's being overblown, say it's like, I don't know, three to four million. um, It's still a lot of money. It's still a lot of money, yes. (laughs) But it's definitely in somebody's best interest and probably a few of those entities I just mentioned that the numbers be inflated. Right. And they're definitely being inflated. Oh, yeah. We know this. It's marketing ploy. We know this. We know the numbers are being inflated. We're talking to the people in charge of the collectors, and it's like, no, no, no. These numbers are being thrown out there. There are some people getting those numbers, but that is not as frequent as as social media would have you believe. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So it's going to be, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting, and I'm going to continue to pay attention to all of this and see exactly how some of these young men and women, young mm-hmm. men and women, how they end up with it, with this uh, newfound success. But I want to see what happens later on when all of the glory is kind of changed for them. Yeah. Are they doing the right things once they get the dollars? Yeah. Are they, are they invested? Like Connor Stroh, he invested in, a, in land. That's what he mm-hmm. wanted out of his collective. The pancake factory, some of that stuff. Yep. He's like, nah, you know what I'm gonna do? I want a house. I want yeah. some of this stuff because that to me is bigger than a car. And mm-hmm. he said, I don't wear, I don't like, I can't fit in a car. I can't, I don't like jewelry. So why not get find myself something? And that I thought that was smart. Yep. Because I wasn't thinking about that. <laughs> no, you're right about that. No, you can be really creative with this yeah. stuff too. I think yeah. that's part of why regulation has had a hard time trying to keep up with it. But also 
the state's laws don't really want to regulate yep. NIL. They've no made doubt. the laws vague and gray intentionally. So there's a lot of loopholes and a lot of wiggle room so that their universities can get the upper hand on other universities. No doubt. So, and, and Uncle Sam, and God bless Uncle Sam, has got better things to worry about no than doubt. NIL right now. Yeah. We all agree. I wish you quit looking for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never. 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 <laughs> Uncle Sam always got time exactly. for you. Uh, could you send that W-2 over when you get a chance, hard, please? Thank you. All right, we'll come back. We'll get it to Off the Record on the other side right here on Baldo Live. Enjoy Cover 3's spectacular 123 Happy Hour. Enjoy dollar off wines, buy the glass and draft beers, $2 off cocktails, and $3 off shareables. DD Mega Doo Doo, I'm sorry, Mangoodoo. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. Well, well I don't get they bring the egg comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We got a kind of a smorgasbord of different topics here. Uh, we don't have a ton of time. So just kind of throw these uh, topics to you guys uh, rapid fire. So I saw this uh, story and I, really I have a question for you guys from this story. The story is not that relevant. It is a crazy story. Uh, Taylor Swift, um, apparently who has just become a pop sensation, um, apparently has now her own Taylor Swift themed breakup bar that's going to open up um, January 27th through February 26th at Electric Garden. It's, this is in Chicago. It's going to be a Chicago pop up bar. Oh, uh, okay. All right. That pays homage to Taylor Swift. And it's going to happen for basically a month. It's going to be a month long pop up bar about Taylor Swift. And apparently, they want this to catch on and start happening around the country. Well, pop up all of her bars. all of her songs are about breakups, so it'll be perfect for yeah. For a is this place. is this like Taylor Swift? People were, you know, open up lines of credit, oh, selling yes. stuff to get tickets. Yes, are people be ruining like long term good relationships just to go hang out and be like Taylor? I broke up my boyfriend in six years because because <laughs> you're coming to tags. I gotta go to your bar. Uh, no, but you, I mean, it's crazy. But you were right about those tickets. I still had friends who were trying to get my my wife was in a group. That was in the Taylor Swift ticket group because apparently you have to wait like hours in uh, oh, like no, no. a and waiting then, list line. And, and then stuff. people were paying. And you like, had to pay with, yes. It's not ridiculous. a car payment. Like, I've done a car payment for oh. a ticket before. I have never bought a, I've never paid a car for a ticket before. No. I, my, my wife did not get a ticket because it, she did not get one. That's just all. It, it didn't happen. <laughs> um, but anyway, she, yes. But not th- taking the bus to work so yeah. you can go see Taylor Swift. <laughs> no, it was, but you're right, though, man. So this is my question I have for me because this is stuff that shows, obviously, she is a pop culture, just icon and sensation at this point. Is there a bigger. Uh, music celebrity right now than Taylor Swift? I don't believe so. I mean, I think I think there's somebody who's close. I think Harry Styles is probably pretty close. You're right, Harry Styles is up there. My wife went to go see him when he was at yeah, the because I know they played like three times. Or yeah, something. that's what yeah. I'm saying. He can go like Sold he did it time. when they do weird stuff like that, where they're like, "Well, I'm not going to do a bunch of show. Like, I'm not going to go tour Texas. I'm going to come to Austin and do five shows in Austin." 
so yeah. I can get a big setup and do all that. But I, I'm not going to go tour Texas. No, he, he, he didn't tour anywhere. He picked like cities around like, the country. He said, I'm just going to do these cities, but I'm not going to tour everything. I, I like these like, cities. I'm just going to these cities. What, eight, nine nights at, <laughs> at Madison Square Garden, something yeah. like that? And yeah. it was so, everything was sold out. Everything sold out. So everything I think he's up. up there in that level, but Taylor Swift is it just. What yeah. about Adele? No, because she's doing Vegas. What about Beyonce? I'm a Beyonce I think fan. Beyonce was. She was, but she's taking a little time. Yeah, and I Taylor think she's got kids now, and so she doesn't. Yeah, she's, done. Yeah. she's not pumping out the, yeah. the, the, the the albums as much as Taylor Swift is. That's, yeah. that's true. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I don't know if there's a bigger star. That's basically the question I had. I know my man Patrick is. He's uh, in the know when it comes to music. Yeah, Because, like, yeah. you look at, like, Madonna back in the day. Where it was like that. there was that period where it was she was on everything and every and just, they're like, well, you want to be in movies? She's like, I don't act. They're like, cool, we don't care. Like I you're that, that famous that we need you to be in movies because you're that, that famous. And she she still didn't learn how to act. Yeah, it, by by a league of their own, she had gained a little bit of acting chops. <laughs> remember a league of their own? own? Oh yeah. Was, what was she? Uh, there's no crying in baseball. Something about yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no crying in baseball. Man. Something about, I forgot her. She a character. Something May. Yeah. Uh, all the way, May. All the way, May. All the way, May. <laughs> Little did we know, she was really that girl. <laughs> she took that. Hey, I took that personal. <laughs> yeah. What was the uh, the movie she was in where basically she just played like a? It was, it was a lot of sexual content in the movie. What movie? Uh, she she did play one. It was like really a lot of freaky stuff yeah. going on. Well, she on. put out a book that was just. No, I know which one you know you're talking, talking about. about right? I know which movie you're talking about. Freaky Madonna movie back in the day, and I can't think of what it is. But I probably. Kids, don't be looking at it. It probably ain't freaky by today's standards. No, anyway. but uh, it was well, a trendsetter. Madonna was freaky. Yeah, though. for sure. She that, still is. Unless. If, if you get a chance, follow her on Instagram. She still freaky like that? My goodness, but you wouldn't know it was her. <laughs> you wouldn't know it was she her. She don't look the same? Not at all. Yeah, that's She true. is so plastic right now in her Ooh. face. But remember, she- She is not Madonna. No. She, got, she got around like Tupac, and ironically with Tupac. With Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then she- Dennis then she, Rodman, like, Jose Canseco, yeah. Alex Rodriguez. She, got got it. It. She, she picked up a British accent somewhere along the way. Oh, yeah, yeah that did come along. And then I think she wears grills now sometimes. Yeah. Is she really? Yeah, wow. it's a whole- f- Oh, someone says desperately seeking Susan. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. I thought that was a sexy Madonna role. Maybe I'm just thinking about Madonna, period. Yeah, that uh, was it. She used to be sexy. That Somebody is- said that they bought Taylor Swift tickets pre-sale for two fifty dollars apiece. Same section is going for 800 to to 1000 from the ticket. I level. believe it. Yep. Whatever my wife told me, I was like, that's insane. Yes. Like, I cannot believe that. You know, real. this is sad why I watched you on Seinfeld, because when you asked that, I was like, Rochelle, Rochelle? <laughs> a young woman's journey. A really erotic journey. Yeah, yeah that's it right there. Truth or Dare. Truth or Dare was the movie. Oh, was that it? Okay. Yeah, I yeah, knew yeah. I remember a freaky Thanks, Madonna movie in my head. Yeah. Uh, but I, yep. and I never forgot it. I'm 42. Yep, now. yep. And that was a long time ago. Yes, that uh, was. A, that was. Yeah, that, <laughs> that puts you out ago. there. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll come back. We'll get into uh, some Cowboys discussion, Cowboys versus 49ers. Also, other divisional round previews. Rod's round of the day in the 5 o'clock. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 149 The Horn.